quickly just before this episode starts i know it's a really long one so make sure to check down below in the description and you'll see all the timestamps of where we talk about our opinions on each team and what they did during this trade deadline all right hope you enjoy the episode what's going on everyone welcome back to the shooting the shot podcast today we do have a special guest we have a longtime friend of mine zach how's it going zach Good, how are you, Derek? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Not too bad. So this is going to be episode five, and we're here to discuss everything that happened yesterday. If you don't know what's going on in the NBA right now, we did just have the trade deadline occur. So we have a lot to talk about. There are some big names in there, others not so big, but uh, we'll still touch base on that. So where do you want to start us off, Zach? I think we got to start with the Bulls and uh, the big moves they made yesterday. That's very true. All right, so let's just go overall. How do you think the Bulls did in this uh, this trade season going on? I think they did fantastic. I mean, uh, forever they were talking about, do we tear down? Do we go out and get some assets? And they finally got another all-star for Zach Levine to play with, which is fantastic, and Vucevic. Yeah, I think it's great that they added a big man. I'm... I, I was really glad that they didn't add, I mean, I could see Zach Levine working alongside an all-star guard, but I'm very happy that they added a good dominant big man that can also shoot the three. So I think Zach Levine and him are going to pair very well. And overall, I, I like this trade. Long run, not too sure how well I think... Nikola Vucevic is, I think he's like around 30, if I'm not mistaken, but he is playing and improving these past couple of years. So he's on the uprise at 30. So you can't really complain. He's not an athletic big, so that's not really worrisome. Um, But I think that the Bulls have finally done something pretty good here with this organization. I agree. So they ended up giving up uh, Otto Porter, Wendell Carter Jr., a 2021 first and a 2023 first for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, if everything goes right for the Bulls, those first will be late around. Hopefully they can make the playoffs these next coming years with these two All-Stars. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it wasn't too bad of a price to pay. I think uh, the Bulls did a pretty good job with that trade. Yeah, I definitely think with this trade specifically, I th- 100% think that the Bulls won this trade. Um I agree. I think giving up Wendell Carter Jr., I mean, he's a good young big. Do I ever think he's going to be an all-star? No. Do I ever think he's going to play at an all-star level? No. Do I think that Otto Porter Jr. was the guy for the Bulls? No, I do not. So personally, I see it as you get rid of some guys that have somewhat potential, that are young, so they have high value. And with that, with those picks, I mean, I, I think they're top four protected, I saw. Yes. So, you know, you can't really complain there. It's a 2021 no. pick and a 2023 pick. So, again, long run wise, I think right now what the Bulls are trying to do is they kind of want to get their market going to that big Bulls market that they used to have. And I think adding another all-star and top five centers in the league is going to open that up for other players and free agency can look at the bulls now and go, Hmm, maybe I can add something where we can actually make a deep playoff run with this team. 
Yeah, I agree. I think uh, it may that team seems more enticing now. Seems like a team that another star would want to go to. And if they add another piece, I could see them being at least a mid-team in the East, a four or five seed if they can add another solid piece. Yeah, for sure. And I think so they're in tenth right now in the East. And you know, with chemistry, uh well, before we talk about that, who else uh do you have that the uh, Bulls acquired? Um, so earlier in the day the Bulls also acquired uh Troy Brown and Mo Wagner. Mm-hmm. Uh, for from the Wizards for Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson, which um, they then flipped Wagner later in the day for Daniel Tice from the Celtics, which I like the move again. Another uh, more big man depth. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, that was another solid move for the Bulls. Uh, overall, they made out pretty well in the day. Yeah, I definitely think that they were probably the winners of this trade deadline i think for what they yeah i I think for what they gave up they really got a lot back now daniel tice he's he's not amazing but he's definitely not bad um no he's not yeah he's a i mean he's a starting center he was starting on the celtics right yep yep yeah so for a while he was yeah he so he's a starting center he has that potential he did okay in the playoffs he's not a huge offensive guy but he does bring that defense so i think if you have him coming off the bench uh you're you're looking good with him so for sure now troy brown jr do you think he's gonna really add much to that bulls team i don't think he's gonna add a ton i think he was basically from i didn't watch a lot of wizards games but i think he was a rotational guy in in washington uh, he might get eighth, ninth, tenth man minutes in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see a whole lot there. Um, no, I, I'm not. I'm not seeing a ton in Troy Brown Jr. I think he's pretty young, so that could be something to build upon, but not a whole lot there. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, I don't see him making a huge impact, but I definitely think he could come off the bench and give him, you know over five points a game if he gets the best looks so um oh, for sure. do you have anything more to say about uh, this this bulls team um not a whole lot right now i think they could now with the pieces they have mm-hmm. uh with the time remaining in season make the jump up to maybe a seven seed yeah uh get out of that play round maybe and get an automatic buy into the playoffs which is probably their goal at this point mm-hmm. um other than that i don't know if they can really make a deep playoff run um i, I don't really think i can see it at this point but uh, it's good to see them improving and uh, getting that bigger market feel back to this team yeah 100 i don't see this team really going far um possibly making it out of the first round but maybe and honestly if they're Making it out of the first round, I think that's a win for them. If they're making it into the playoffs, sure. I think it's a win for them. Because like I said, right now, they're kind of like the Knicks where they don't need to win, but they're just opening up that market for other players to want to come and play for them. So overall, I think the Bulls, I'm going to give them, I want to say a 7 or an 8 out of 10 on this trade deadline. What do you think? I, I agree. I'd go 8, maybe even 8.5 with how... Uh... With with the big name, they were they got the name at That's the true. deadline. They got the biggest name, and I think because of that, they, they got to be rewarded for that. Right. All right. So who who do you want to move on to next? What team? 
I think we go uh, go into the magic. Um, so then they already gave up Vucevic to the Bulls, as we just said. Uh, they also gave up Evan Fournier. They mm-hmm. sent Evan Fournier to the Celtics for two second-round picks. Now, Fournier is an expiring contract, which is why he isn't worth a ton. And who knows if he's going to resign with Boston. Mm-hmm. But I think it gives the Celtics a, a good six-man role. I think they said that's where he's going to be playing. Uh, nice six-man minutes. And he's a scorer. He can go get them some points. Yeah, I, I definitely think he's best fit coming off the bench for them. I was wondering, would you throw Jalen at shooting guard, Evan Fournier at small forward, and then put Tatum in power forward? But honestly, I think for them, it would be best him coming off the bench. Now, do you think uh, it's a win giving up two second-round picks for Evan Fournier? I do. I do. I think even though he is a rental, you do have that chance to re-sign him. Um, and honestly, at this point, second-rounders – really hit or miss um so i think the two seconds is is a fair price for him and i think the celtics made out pretty good in that trade yeah 100 percent. you know with those second round picks for some reason they're so valued around the league now i get if you're looking for young teams and rebuilding you're gonna want as many young guys as you can but honestly man the moment you fall to 30th in the first round you know you're even de- it's a debatable pick like okay is this guy gonna really do something so when you're throwing around second round picks to get a pretty good guy I think it's a win um so I really like what the Celtics did here do I think it's gonna push them to a possible championship run no but do I think it's gonna help them in the playoffs 100% so oh for sure uh worth it I'm gonna say yeah yeah, I agree. Um, so then the other move, the last move the uh, the Magic made to, uh, yesterday was sending Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets. Now they received RJ Hampton, who was the Nuggets' uh, first-round pick this past year. Uh, Gary Harris, that's to make the cap work. Um, I can't see Gary Harris staying with the Nuggets. I believe he's on an expiring deal as well. Mm-hmm. And they also got a 2025 first-rounder. So I think... This is where the, the Magic made up for giving away Vucevic for not a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, I think they probably could have got Vuce, uh, a little more for Vucevic, but they really made up well with this Aaron Gordon trade. Yeah. I think that RJ, I predicted him in my last episode, him getting traded because he's got high value. He wasn't getting too many minutes with the Nuggets just because they're so good. Um, but I think alongside Cole Anthony, you have Jonathan Isaac, who's still young. You have Markel Fultz, who's still young. Now you got Mo Bamba, who could possibly be starting. So the Magic kind of hit that reset button. Now, even though they're still in that rebuild mode, um, getting out a big name um, and an older guy in Vucevic, I think they kind of just went, you know what? That's what I kind of talked about last episode is having those high value players on bad teams. If you can get something good for them, the Magic knew that they're they're not winning anything. So if we can get something in return for this guy and give him to a team where they could actually maybe do something, I think that's a perfect move for them. So them getting rid of Nikola Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, and Evan Fournier, and who was it? Al Fork Aminu. Um, yes, in, uh, in the Bulls trade as well. In the Bulls trade. I like... Those are those three are pretty big guys for the Magic. I want to say almost even their top three guys on the Magic as of right now. I'd say those are the top three guys on the Magic for sure. So that's huge for the Magic. Um, but 
you also have that what if in RJ Hampton. He's, I think he's going to be your hit or miss kind of guy. I think he's going to do well in his NBA career. I think he could possibly become an all-star now, obviously down the road. I think he has that potential. So the Magic, I I think they made out all, all right. I don't think they really won a ton, but I, I think they made out pretty good. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't think the uh, the Magic won one trade deadline by any means, but they definitely didn't do terribly. I think they could have done a lot worse, uh, and they acquired a lot of a lot of assets, some picks, a great young prospect in uh, in Hampton, who I think, like as you said, he's got the skills. I think he could definitely uh, be something mm-hmm. in in a couple of years. Uh, but it's tough to tell with how young he is, and he hasn't really had a ton of minutes in the NBA level. So who knows? I'd probably give the Magic a five or a six on yeah. the trade deadline. Yeah, too I- bad, but. I'd go around that too, five, six. Um, they made big moves, but not huge winning moves as of right now. So in the long run, maybe that rating changes. Maybe in the long run they win. But as of right now, yeah, I'm going to say uh, a five, probably five out of ten for them. Yeah, I like that. So moving on, let's uh, let's touch base on the Nuggets. You know, we got Aaron Gordon going to the Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets, um, they re- uh, they got JaVale McGee, and they received uh, him from Cleveland, and they had to give up Isaiah Harkenstein and two future uh, protected second-round picks. So, again, it's those second-round picks that, oof, you know. I mean, in all fairness, JaVale is not a guy that has huge value, but he is a good defender he's like i said in my last episode he's great on teams that can shoot the ball and denver can most definitely do that so i think he's a good fit there and giving up isaiah hartenstein he didn't play too much so i don't think they lose there javel does he really fit what denver's doing as of right now not 100 percent, but i think that's good that they added him and that he doesn't fit because they're not a huge defensive team they're a really good offensive team so i think adding that big man defender uh, is really good for him yeah i agree i think playing behind a guy like Jokic, uh who's not incredible in the defensive end by any means Bringing in a guy like McGee behind him as backup center is awesome. I think uh, just the defensive presence he brings to the Nuggets will be great. Again, Hartenstein, young, unproven, um, hasn't done a whole lot with the minutes he's got in the NBA. And then the second rounders again. And it's you don't know what you're going to get with them. I think this is a great move for the Nuggets going forward to the playoffs. They're extremely deep in the front court now. With Now they got guys like Millsap and Jokic. Uh, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., JaVale McGee. They have a lot of guys in the front court now. So mm-hmm. I, I think they're pretty pretty well ready for a playoff run. Yeah, and I think Aaron Gordon, um, he's gonna help them a ton, you know. Do you do you see him starting for the Nuggets? Yeah, I do. I think that would probably bump uh, I'm not hundred percent sure how the Nuggets have been running it right now, but that would probably bump Millsap to the bench. And okay. then you'd have Aaron Gordon as your starting four. Right. I, I like that beside beside Jokic. I think that'll be good. Yeah, I definitely think he'll fit 
really, really well because he is one of those athletic forwards where he can shoot the ball. And he's also a decent defender. I think he's 6'8", 6'9", but he's a strong 6'9", athletic. Yes. So do you need him to score the ball a ton, especially now that Michael Porter Jr. is kind of improving and scoring the ball more? No, but you have a good defender. You have a guy who can push the pace with you down the floor, and you have a you have a lob threat in him 100%. When you're running uh, Jokic as your center, you have main focus on him, and you have Aaron Gordon cut back door. Jokic is going to find him all day. So I think this is a perfect pickup for the Denver Nuggets without losing too, too much. Yeah, I think you are losing a guy who did play in your rotation in Gary Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another guard spot. So now you Will Barton will probably play a little more of the two. And uh, you'll, you'll have guys like Monte Morris behind Jamal and uh, Will Barton. But I don't think it's too big of a deal with how deep you are in the front court now. You, Michael Porter Jr. can come up and play the three. He's skilled enough to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I really like the move to the Nuggets. And I think uh, it, it's good for their playoff run. Yeah, so it says right now, I just looked up the Denver Nuggets, and it says they're predicting that the lineup is now going to be Jamal Murray at point guard, Will Barton at shooting guard. They're starting Aaron Gordon at the small forward position, and they're going to have Michael Porter Jr. Jr. move down to that power forward position with Nikola Jokic running the center. So honestly, I like that. That's a good, solid, solid, solid starting lineup. Yep. Yeah, two athletic wings and Michael Porter Jr. and uh, and Aaron Gordon there, and I think it'll be great for Jokic. She's got so many options now. Mm-hmm. I now, do you think this is gonna open the doors up for a possible championship run for the Nuggets? I don't know about championship per se mm-hmm. because the West is so deep. Yep. Um, I I do think though they could win a couple rounds. I think they're they're a deep team, and I could I could even see them. Depending on how the playoff matchups end up going, a Western Conference final appearance. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, they made it They made it last year to the Conference Finals, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and they lost to the Jazz, and I think it was a... Was it a Game 7? I don't... Uh, I, I can't remember right now. <laughs> I, I know it was close, and I know it was intense, yeah. Um, yeah. but I think, you know, like you said, though, with how stacked that conference is, um do i think it's a championship run no do i think any other year it could possibly be you know what yeah i do this is a this is a solid 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 team now and i think denver made out really well and i'm gonna say i'm gonna give them probably a seven or an eight on their I like that. I yeah like the number the seven eight level i think they're almost on par with what the Bulls did today, yesterday. Yeah, so they didn't get any like they didn't get a huge name, but Denver doesn't need a huge name. No, um, they just need that that depth and those role players ish, and that's that's what they did. Um, I'm looking back here. I think, yeah. So I yeah. So I did predict that RJ getting moved, but um, I'm I'm really happy with Gary Harris getting moved. Because I was looking at him and I was putting him in some trade finders and seeing if I could pull off any trades. But his contract is big for yes. for what he's doing. His contract is big. So I am happy the Nuggets kind of said, you know what, here, you guys deal with this. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's good for them. So, yeah, I think um, 
just getting those contracts to match up, you're getting so much more value for that money you were spending in Gary Harris now with Aaron Gordon. I think it'd be great for the Nuggets. Yeah, that's very true. It's that value. Now they're still spending a decent amount of money, but you're getting more out of it with Aaron Gordon. Yep. All right. So moving on, we have the Toronto Raptors. Give me your thoughts on what they did. Okay. I, I can't lie. It was sad to see Norm go yesterday. Yeah. I'm a big Raptors fan. Uh, I initially saw the notification and, and I'm like, Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. Is that really the best we could do for him? <laughs> and then I looked up Gary Trent Jr.'s age and he's 22. He's and young. That got me really See, that got me so excited because I've seen a couple of Blazers games this year and he can score. I th- like that. He, Gary Trent Jr. can score. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he's averaging 16 or 15 this season. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Like, he, he really filled in for CJ McCollum when he was out for the Blazers. Mm-hmm. And I feel like right now, so we traded Norm, who's 27. Rodney Hood in this deal, he's just to make the salaries work. Yep. He's not. Nothing nothing spectacular. Mm-hmm. But Gary Trent Jr., I've seen a lot of comparisons where he could be Norm in a couple of years, like three, four years. He could be Norm. Mm-hmm. And if our team, if the Raptors are ready to win in our championship in three, four, four years, you have that Norm level again. And I, I think that's going to be fantastic if it works out like that. I think he also has a pretty high ceiling. He could be a, he could be a go-to guy, like go get you a bucket when you need it, like 20-point with 20 point a game guy. Yeah, totally agree. I like that he's young and I like that he got that confidence moving up to that starting role with the Trailblazers. I do think a big part of this, I think the Trailblazers kind of lucked out once CJ McCollum got back. Uh, Gary Trent really, really upped his value. So if he, yes. if CJ was there the whole season, do I think this trade would have went through? Not at all. So I no think way. the Blazers, I think that they won this. As of right now, they definitely won. But like you said, in the long run, you have Gary Trent who could develop into a great role player. So I, I really like this for both teams. Am I sad to see Norman go? Yes, I am. And moving on from Norman, the Raptors also have traded or not tra- I mean I guess you can say traded traded Matt Thomas to the Jazz for a future second round pick. Uh dis- disappointing. Um I mean he's one of those guys that didn't really do much for the Raptors but an amazing three-point shooter so I think that's why the Jazz wanted to acquire him. Um but once I saw that happen and then I saw who else? Was it Terrence Davis? He just went to the Kings, yes, for another second rounder. So once I saw that, I 100% I saw, okay, they're moving Norman. They're moving two young guys. And right away, I was just waiting, refreshing, refreshing, waiting on this Lowry bomb to hit. Yeah, I, just, I did the exact same thing. I, I saw they're dumping cap. They're dumping. They're opening up roster spots. I'm like, it's inevitable. It's happening. Yes. I, I didn't think... Like there's no way it's not going to happen. I like, and then it just didn't. It didn't materialize. I, I I was very surprised. I was so surprised. I was. We have a basketball group chat on Instagram, and we were all texting each other once that trade went through with Terrence Davis. Uh, we were all like, "This is it. Like we're now just waiting and seeing where Lowry goes." And we we're all like, "Yeah, one hundred percent. 
they hit that reset button and they're rebuilding young. I am so confused at what the Raptors are doing here. Um, long run, I don't know. I don't know. Now, obviously, I'm like, you have to be a Raptors fan if you're living in Canada, but exactly. I'm not a huge, huge fan of the Raptors. They're not my number one team, but I like, I like Lowry. I think he's a great player, but I don't see him carrying a Raptors team to the championship if they don't. No, I mean, no, I think he, as sad as it is to say, I don't think he can be your number one guy on a team. No, not anymore. He's 35. You're not going to get that same Lowry that you got three, four years ago anymore. No, Um, no. And that's why I think he was great alongside Kawhi because you yep. had Kawhi on that defensive and offensive end who is a threat from everywhere on the court. He can shoot that three ball and he would drive and would leave Lowry to be that playmaker. He could create space. He could take his shots when he needed to, but he didn't need to do all the work. So I think that was great. Was I expecting something to happen 100%? Am I upset that nothing happened with Lowry? Honestly, Yes, I wanted to see him go and I wanted to see the Raptors do something big. And I think they missed out on that. Yeah, from the the trade offers I was seeing from the 76ers, if you were able to acquire a guy like Tyrese Maxey or Matisse Tybal, those are two young players who have a ton of potential. If you're able to get even one of them in a trade offer, I, I, I would have taken that if I was the Raptors GM there. And the same thing from the Heat. If you were able to acquire a package of Guys like Kendrick Nunn, Precious, Precious Achua, Duncan Robinson, uh, Tyler Hero is obviously off the page off the page at this point mm-hmm. for that trade. But if you're able to get a package of those guys, they're all young. That like that's the deal where I could I could have seen the Raptors take that, and you're ready to go. Like, oh my goodness! You don't have to draft these guys. Yes, you have them in front of you. It's not a long rebuild at that point. It's 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 short. Yeah, it's a and the it's, it's a three. That. Yeah, they can take that risk. They have a young team. I am mind boggled. If that um, uh, Miami Heat rumor was true, and they were offering mm-hmm. those four young or three young and Kelly Olynyk, I don't know how you're saying no. Like honestly, yeah. yes, I get it. Raptors fan base, Raptors organization, they love, love, love Kyle Lowry, but you have to think about it as an organization and as a business at the end of the day, it is a business and you have to think what's best for the team. Is it best to miss up on young players like precious Achua and Kendrick Nunn, even Duncan Robinson? Is it good to say, you know what? We'll pass on that and we'll keep 35 year old Lowry for another three years. So now he's 38 years old. Like, I don't know what they're doing. Um, I think I thought if they're keeping Lowry, they have to be making a big move somewhere else where they're going to get, um, an, an all-star forward, maybe even shooting guard. Yeah. Something to please the fan base at that point. Like, <laughs> if you're, so you sell off Norm, you sell off Terrence Davis, who has potential and you sell off a great three point shooter in Matt Thomas. Mm-hmm. I just can't see why you wouldn't pull the trigger on Lowry. I guess at this point, we we don't know what the actual trade offers were. That's true. Those may not have been what they were actually getting. I heard 
because this is Lowry hat is on an expiring deal. They, those trade offers might not have been actually what they were getting because they don't know if Lowry's going to resign with them. Okay. So if that's the case, okay, you're not you're not getting what you want. But if those were the actual offers, you have to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So you know, was it a decent turnout for the Raptors? I guess you know, uh, definitely interesting to say the least. But do I think they really are jumping for joy after this trade deadline? No. Um, I, I think I'm giving them a, a five or a six and you know what? I maybe even dip down to a four, but I think I'll go five, five out of 10 for the Raptors. I'm also going five. I think, uh, there was a lot more room for them to do better. I don't think they did terribly on what they did trade away and what they did return. I get back in return, but they could have done better. Mm -hmm. So that's that for the Raptors. You know, it's kind of sad. I sad, but you're happy. So let's move on to the Sacramento Kings. What do you got happening for the Kings yesterday? So in addition to trading for Terrence Davis, uh, they also acquired DeLon Wright from the Pistons. They gave up Corey Joseph and two future second round picks. Um, I like the trade. DeLon Wright's been playing pretty good for the Pistons this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no need for the Pistons to keep DeLon Wright at this point. They're not really doing a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Second round picks, hit or miss, as we said before. Corey Joseph, an older point guard, play backup minutes for you, get the job done. Um, I like the trade for the Kings. I'm not completely sold on the Kings trying to go. I don't know what they're trying to do, but I don't really think they're playoff, going for a playoff push or anything um, <laughs> in the West Division. But uh, DeLon Wright's a good player, and that's a good move for the Kings. Yeah, he's solid. Um, am I surprised that they got a guard? Yeah. Um, now yes. DeLon, I'm not exactly sure, but I have him on fantasy and he can run point guard, shooting guard, small forward. So maybe they look to throw him in at small forward. Maybe they look at him as a backup small forward. I'm not incredibly sure. DeLon, I, th- I think he was starting for the Pistons, but I, like, I don't see him starting on the Sacramento team. So with, De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, he's and Tyrese Halliburton even too. Yeah. He's not a he's not like he'd be the fourth guard in the depth charts now. Yeah. And unless you're Yeah, unless like but they they're really liking Halliburton. Aren't they running him right now as their starting yeah. shooting guard? He's been fantastic. He's been one of the great rookies this year. Um I was surprised he fell as low as he did in the draft, but he's been great. Yeah, so like I don't see them running uh, a De'Aaron at point guard, Halliburton shooting guard, Delon at small forward, and then throwing Harrison Barnes at power forward. I don't see that happening. But, I, like, I mean, it's a good pickup. He's a solid player. So I think a lot of teams would be nice to have him. But like you said, I don't really know what the Kings are doing with this. Um, they're not looking for that playoff push. So does this, no. does this help the team think that they're going to make the playoffs? No. So I'm like, I don't know, maybe they're looking for something at the end of the season where they're looking to package some guys for our next season. If you know, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him, but uh, interesting. And we have one more. Uh, the What else did yeah, the Kings do? The Kings. Uh, they traded uh, Nemanja Bielitsa to the Heat. They received Mo Harkless and Chris Silva. Didn't bring. I uh, didn't get a whole lot in return there. Um, 
the he did further trade away during uh they did trade away Kelly Olenek uh later in the day, which we'll get to in a second. But those kind of guys just kind of balance each other out. Uh they kind of play the same thing. They're both bigs who can shoot the three. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just kind of filling the gap that they did with trading away Kelly Olenek. Yeah, I'm kinda of glad that the Heat got him. But for the Kings again, uh what are you really getting out of Mo Harkless and Chris Silva? <laughs> Uh, not sure. So the Kings, uh, I'm giving them a four, four out of 10. I, I agree. I'm giving them a four. I'm not really sure what direction they're trying to go here. <laughs> um, they just basically did the heat of favor and taking Mo Harkless and Chris Silva's contracts. Yep. And then they picked up Delon Wright and, uh, Terrence Davis, at least Terrence Davis is young. I'm, I'm not really sure where the Kings going. Yeah. Very odd, but you know, um, Hey, maybe they got some. Maybe they're plotting right now and hoping in three years that they're going to do something, but who knows. Um, so that's that for the Kings. Who do we got next up on the list? You got to touch on the Heat. I think this is arguably the second biggest trade of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, heat acquired Victor Oladipo from the Rockets. Uh, they gave up Avery Bradley, Kelly Olenek, and a second-round pick. I'm personally I'm a huge fan of this deal for the Heat. Mm-hmm. Didn't give up a ton for uh, – Victor Odebo, he is in an expiring contract, uh, so you're not really sure if he's going to stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm, I'm a big fan of the trade. Uh, yeah, I am too. I also heard that there were rumors about Victor Oladipo actually wanting to go to the Heat uh, before this trade deadline came about. So it was later on, or earlier on, I should say, in the season. He was wanting to look to go to the Heat. So I think if things go well, you know, depending on how that locker room is with Jimmy Butler... Um, if Victor Oladipo fits well, I do see him re-signing with the Heat. But uh, all I gotta say is, poor Rockets. The Rockets. I, mean, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, I think if you gave me some money and set me in that GM office for the Rockets, I think <laughs> I could. I think I could honestly do something better than what they have done. So I saw in the long run. Um, the Rockets essentially gave up uh, James Harden for seven first-round picks and Kelly Olenek and Avery Bradley. Like, yeah, I didn't see they got a whole lot for him. Like when they acquired Oladipo, they could have had Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert's way younger. Yeah, Karis LeVert has potential. Yep. Yes, he did have that health scare, and it's good to see him back on the court. He's playing well for Indiana. For sure. But so instead of having Karis LeVert, you acquired Avery Bradley, who I don't even know how old he is, probably late 30s. Yeah. You acquired Kelly Olenek, who he's a big who can shoot threes. He's not going to make a huge difference for your team. And a second-round pick. Yeah. Like, that is not very good. Yeah, and with Kelly uh, Olenek, you have the Rockets playing small ball, so... Yeah. I I don't know what they're doing, man. I really don't know. The Rockets are essentially playing the fantasy player that drafts some good people, gives up through the season, and gives away people for free. Let's be real here. Yep. The Rockets have they're they're doing well, but for other teams, the Rockets have been giving teams better deals than they're getting. So yeah, the Rockets are charity at this point. They're uh, <laughs> they're giving away free players. Yeah. Um, 
you have I, I watch Rocket games every once in a while. Um, I've got John Wall and Victor Oladipo on my fantasy team, so I like watching my fantasy players play. The Rockets are a young team. Christian Wood, you know, they're, they're fairly exciting to watch. But you're out on the court, and I say, okay, yep, uh, you got John Wall. Okay, you have Christian Wood. Um, yeah, I don't really know anyone else. I they they got like Deshaun Tate. You know he's doing his thing. But who is this? They got Daniel again. Yeah, Daniel House. You have him. You know he's okay. Who's that? Like I um I don't know. In the words of Flight, they got some ten day contracts on their team. They're they're young, but. I don't know what this Rockets team is doing, man. They're looking at a ten-year rebuild, and with these seven, with these seven first-round picks they got from the Nets, well, you might as well kiss those goodbye because look at how good the Nets are. Exactly. <laughs> those picks are. <laughs> yeah, these picks aren't going to be worth anything. Self-destroy, which I don't see happening at all. Those picks are not going to be worth anything. Yeah, I'm, like. If everything goes well with the Nets and somehow they manage to re-sign and guys take um, cuts in their contracts, which we've seen Kevin Durant do before, I think James Harden likes it there, loves it there. I think he would be willing to take a pay cut to stay and have that big three come back. So, I like, I don't know. I th- like, I know we're not really talking about the Rockets here, but you kind of have to touch on how poorly they have done with what they have. Yeah, I agree. So that's that. Um, who are we just, we were just talking about the heat, right? Yeah. With Victor yeah. Oladipo, I think he's going to fit in there. I almost want to say perfectly, um, you know, selfish wise, if I'm Victor Oladipo, are my stats going to be taking a hit? Honestly, definitely. I think, okay. So I think so, but you have Jimmy Butler who has shown he likes to give people the ball. Oh, for sure. Jimmy's been great, a great facilitator this year. He's a threat to pick up a triple-double every night. It, he's been great. That's some ridiculous guard depth, though, now for the Miami Heat. Oh. Goran Kendrick Nunn, point guard. You got Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and Victor Oladipo who can all play the two. Mm-hmm. It, that is fantastic depth. Yeah, and then you can have Oladipo and Duncan switch to that three spot and play that small forward position. The Heat are looking solid. Um, Do I think it was a tiny, tiny, tiny bit fluky that they made it to the championship last year? Honestly, I might get a little bit of hate for this, but yes. Um, Do I think the Miami Heat are a great team? Yes, I do. They're young, and they have a lot of talent. But I don't think it's – so uh, who, what team could I compare them to? They're kind of – I don't know because they're definitely good and they show that they're good but they and they have a solid set of role players but they're better than role players but they're in between role players and all-star. So I don't know. I think with Victor Oladipo, I think they were trying to add that piece to then put them above. So now you want to potentially say you can pretend that you have an all-star level player in Victor Oladipo, Bam, and Jimmy. But I, I don't know. I don't. I see Oladipo averaging fifteen plus and going for five assists, five rebounds a game. 
So yeah. I think he's going to still be solid. I think this team is going to improve with adding Oladipo. But again, I think they have a shot at making it to the conference finals. But do I have a, Do I think they have a shot at winning it all? No. What are your thoughts on no. that? I agree with you. I think they got a tough road ahead of them still. I think now they've solidified themselves in the same conversation as those top three in the East. You got teams like the Celtics, 76ers, Nets, and I'd put the Heat in the same conversation now. Mm-hmm. I think they, they're they a very good team. They're balanced. They have a lot of scoring. They can play small ball. They can put in – if you play Bam center and you even bring in a guy like B. Leeds now to play the four and mm-hmm. you slide Jimmy up to the three, that's, that's great. Mm-hmm. And I think now I think they're uh, I can't say a lock because you never know what's going to happen. But I think they're a good good shot at making that Eastern Conference semifinal and even making it to the uh, to the Eastern Conference final to play a team like the Nets. Now, can I see them beating a team like the Nets? No, I I can't. I still think the Nets are the favorite to come out of the East. Um, but I think the Heat have put themselves in a good situation to succeed. Yeah, to- totally agree with you there. Um, I think it should be a lock for that, uh, oh, what is it? The semifinals. I, yep. I, I, with this team, if you're not making it there, um, I think it's a loss for the heat. Yeah, I think, I, I think, yeah, I think they have to make it at least there and they should be happy with that. You know, um, if you can get Oladipo, if you can make it that far, Oladipo possibly consider re-signing with them. And then you still have a lot of assets to possibly do something for a next year championship run. You know, maybe you look at, again, giving up, um, if these rumors were true, packaging Duncan Robinson with Precious and maybe a pick. And you can get a pretty good solid guy to maybe play that four position. And yeah. at that point, you have a really solid team. And next year, you're looking at a championship run. Um, I was trying to compare them to a team. I'd compare them to the Denver Nuggets. I like that comparison. I like that comparison a lot. You got big guys in Jamal and Jokic. And then for the Heat, you got their big, basically now, like still the big two in uh, Bam and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I-, I like that comparison. Yeah. So again, they're both overall all around amazing teams but there's just not that it factor that's pushing them over the edge and i know jimmy butler's an amazing player and he's a he's a dog out there on the court and he's a competitor but i don't know i think if they added one more piece i think they'd be set yeah i agree um all right so now those are the big um kind of package deals um well actually i kind of wanted to before we go into more individual and like single player kind of things let's touch base on this dallas mavericks trade what do you got for that okay so uh the dallas mavericks acquired jj reddick and nicola melly from the pelicans in exchange for wes iwandu uh james johnson and a second rounder uh i like the deal for the mavericks acquire a lot more shooting uh from the few mavericks games i have watched this year i find some nights you just see Luca, he's given these amazing passes all around the court and the guys just aren't finishing them for him. Yeah. Uh, and you bring in a guy like Gigi Reddick to knock down those threes. I think, I think it's a good overall move. Uh, it's not nothing substantial, but I, I feel like 
it's a solid move for the Mavs. Yeah, 100%. Um, I was talking about last episode, I think someone asked me what I would do with the Dallas Mavericks, and I said I'd pick up, um, try and get some guard depth and possibly a forward. Um, now, adding uh, Nico Melanelli, um, I don't know. He's questionable. He's He's decent. He plays like a young guy, but I think he's older. Do you know his age? I don't know a lot about Nicola Melli. Um, he's basically been a role player for the for the Pelicans for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's young. I think he's probably pushing 32, 33. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just my guess. But uh, um, he can also not very well and face the floor. So uh, it's not a bad move for the for the Mavs at all. So he is, I just looked up, he is 30 years old. Okay. So, you know, not crazy. I think he's like new to the league though, because I'm pretty sure yeah. he he uh played overseas. But yeah, no. Yeah, he's a, he was a role player kind of on that Pelicans team. He's a shooter. So again with the Mavs, like you said, Luca spaces that floor and you can find people. So if you add guys who can knock down shots, uh I think it's a great pickup for the Mavs. I would give them like an eight out of ten. But being realistic, if we're considering uh, like names and value in this trade, the value isn't huge. But I think it's a, like a perfect trade for the team. So I'd say like fit wise for this team, eight, nine out of ten. But actual in reality, I'm gonna give them like a five, six. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd say that it's a perfect fit for what the Mavs are trying to do right now. They didn't give up a lot. Western Wendu is young, and James Johnson's basically there for the cap reasons. Second rounder, as we stated many times, you don't know what you're going to get with a second rounder. So I'd give them a six on uh, on name-wise with their fit. I, I think it was a good move for the Mavs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the Pelicans, am I surprised that they gave up J.J. Redick? Yes and no. I knew that uh, they were looking for s- something to get rid of J.J. Redick because J.J. Redick is kind of like Danny Green. Uh, contender teams want him because he can shoot the three ball. So, I don't know. With the Pelicans, like I don't really think they got too much. Yeah, they got that young player, but I, I don't know. I think the Pelicans lost this one. Oh, for sure. I, I think the Pelicans also lost the one. Uh, the, this one. Wes Wendu, he is young, but I don't really think he's going to ever be a ton, like, massive in this league. Uh, yeah, so I'd definitely say the Mavs won this trade. Yeah, what uh, what position does he play? Um, Wes, I believe he is a shooting guard, small forward, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay, so, oh, wow. He's, all, he's 26 years old. Oh. So, okay. Um, yeah, so he's a shooting guard, small forward. I'm looking him up. He was drafted in 2017. Um, oof. So mm-hmm. an early second round pick though, but you know, the, I thought that the Pelicans do need a little depth at that, uh, small forward position. So I don't actually know what he's averaging. I'm going to try and look at his stats here. Oof, not much. He's, no. uh. I mean, when they give him minutes, well, I mean, if they give him minutes, he's not really doing much. Uh, he played 12 minutes, got three points, 19 minutes, got six points, 11 minutes, and didn't even score. So, yeah, no, 100%, this uh, Pelicans lost this one. Yeah, I agree. All right, what do you got next? 
So I think we uh, touch on the Lou Will trade. Uh, Lou Will got traded to Atlanta. I saw previously that if he said if he got traded, he would retire. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did get traded home to Atlanta. So I think uh, that's why he didn't retire. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, they traded Lou Will and two seconds to Atlanta. The Clippers did for Rajon Rondo. Um, so I when I saw this trade, it was late in the deadline. I immediately thought, okay, Clippers are clearing cap space. Are they going to be the ones to get Lowry? Oh, uh, it didn't turn out that way, but I thought for sure, like okay, like they cl- they clear the space. The Raptors cleared the roster uh, spots. Could it be? But yeah. it didn't end up happening. So uh, I think the Clippers probably are just looking for Rajon Rondo to bring that veteran presence to the team. Uh, he won the championship with the Lakers last year, so I I don't hate the move if it's the Clippers. Uh, but you do lose a guy in Lou Will who has won multiple Six Man of the Year awards. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, I'm not 100% sure what they were doing there, but it uh, wasn't a terrible move for either side. Yeah, I think the Clippers were kind of desperate for that point guard position to really have someone to do something for their team. And I saw rumors, um, obviously, with... Kyle Lowry, Terry Rozier, Russell Westbrook. So you knew they were wanting a point guard, but getting rid of Lou Will, he's dropped. Last year he was averaging 18 points. This year he's only averaging 12. Um, you know, if I'm Atlanta, do I like this? Do I like Lou Will on my team? I guess. Obviously, you kind of like he's a he's a good veteran. He's a good role model for that young team. And you get picks out of this, but I don't know. It's it's not huge. I think the Clippers will enjoy Rondo again. Rondo's one of those guys you're not looking to him to score the ball for you, but more you you want him to get ten assists, fifteen assists. So, but I don't know. Good pickup. Could have been worse. Could have been better. For sure. Um, I think now. Uh... Touch on the George Hill, uh, George Hill trade. So George Hill uh, got traded to the Philadelphia 76ers in a three-team deal involving the Knicks uh, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. So uh, George Hill and Ignis Brasdakis from the Knicks go to the 76ers. Terrence Ferguson goes to the Knicks. And Tony Bradley, Austin Rivers, and two seconds go to the Oklahoma City Thunder. So here I'm seeing... 76ers didn't want to pay the price on Lowry, so they picked up George Hill. Solid option for them to mm-hmm. be that uh, it's more guard guard depth for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bros, young player, you don't know really what you're going to get. Terrence Ferguson has been solid uh, going to going to the Knicks. I think he'll play some solid minutes there. Uh, Tony Bradley, Austin Rivers. You're basically if you're local on the City Thunder, you're picking up you're picking up cap space right now and just picking up picks. Yeah, uh, they got more seconds, and I saw a stat today saying in the next seven years, the Oklahoma City Thunder have thirty-four draft picks. <laughs> yeah, and they then have seventeen first rounders and seventeen second rounders in seven years. That's incredible. So, this is a move again. It's one of those smaller moves, but I think it's going to be something fairly decent for the 76ers, Adding that guard depth, I think it's a good move for them. Um, but again, like Austin Rivers to the Thunder, he's not really going to do much. Austin Rivers has kind of shown that he can do something if he has the chance, but again, not much. Terrence Ferguson to the Knicks. Uh, again, it's a decent move. He's a young guy. He's shown 
decent potential. So obviously the Knicks are going to like this. But no, for OKC, oof, I, I don't know why they haven't made a move yet. Um, like if you have 17 first round picks, you know how valuable that is? Oh, it's incredibly valuable. Like, like go ahead. Yes, you got picks from teams like, I don't know, uh, where they're getting guys from. I can't remember right now, but you got valuable picks from the Rockets mm-hmm. that are, the Rockets are not looking like they're going to be anything special. <laughs> so you got valuable picks from the Rockets. You have valuable picks of your own. Yeah. I, I don't know necessarily if now is the time to package a bunch of these picks and pick up a big player from a, a losing team that's looking to rebuild. But in the future, you have to assume, like, you, you can't draft 34 players. Where are you going to put for 34 players? Yeah, no, they have to be plotting something. Um, yeah. No, I agree, though. I think, yeah, definitely not this year with the way the Nets are looking. Uh, there'd be really no point. But... If they don't make a big move within three years with these picks, uh, I don't know what you're doing, you know? Yeah, I'm saying that that's definitely a lost opportunity if you don't do something with all of this draft capital that you have at the moment. Yeah. Like, it, it's a lost, lost opportunity for what you – like, you have a young player in Shea who's been great. Lou Dort has been pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. You have a couple of the young players, uh, Teo Maladon, you got – uh, Pokashevsky, you got a couple guys. You got Miles Brown. Around. Miles Brown. Uh, oh, Moses Brown. Moses, Moses Brown. my bad. Yep. Yep. Um, so this year, you go out, you draft another couple guys. I'm not sure how many first they have this year, but you draft some good guys. You're going to have a good pick. Mm-hmm. Maybe this year and next year you develop, and then you got to go out and get someone, a big name. I'm, I'm not sure who it's going to be in two to three years, but you got to go out and get someone to make a run. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just I find it mind-boggling the fact that they have acquired thirty-four picks in seven in the net for the next seven yeah, years. Yeah, it's crazy because you also look at the value. Like you have to think the Rockets got or the the Nets got James Harden for seven first-round picks and uh, a fairly uh, fairly good and young player in Karis LeVert. So you're telling me that like James Harden probably one of the top five valuable players in the league right now um i don't know and i'd say shea is more valuable than karis lavert so you're telling you're telling me that you can't offer five first round picks in shea for someone like really 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 good you could even get two very good you could almost get two lower all-star caliber players for seven picks in Shea. So they have to, yeah, they have to do something. I don't know what it's going to be, but I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. It'll be interesting to monitor that over the next couple of years and see what they end up doing with all those picks. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we also have, did we talk about Jeff Teague? I didn't even see the Jeff Teague trade. Where did Jeff Teague go? So Jeff, Sadly, yes. Jeff Tr- Jeff Teague was traded to the Magic um, in part of that Evan Fournier trade, and the Magic oh, okay. and the Magic are just going to waive him. So, oh. he's he's a guy that um, the Clippers could look to pick up. Um, the yeah, Lake like the Lakers were looking at guards. 
I think the Lakers maybe even look at him. Um, if you're Brooklyn, I think you can offer someone five dollars and they'd come to your team <laughs> because it's a it's like almost a guaranteed ring at this point. So like Blake Griffin, I think he's I don't even what I think he's making what one point two million. Yeah. Like you're Blake Griffin, you're you're really taking one point two million for a one year. But yeah. What is he making on the it's like what twenty two million dollars, and then he goes to uh, the Brooklyn for one point two. Like at this point, everyone's willing to take a pay cut for the for Brooklyn. Yeah, that, like, you gotta you gotta make something out of this year. Yeah, so I like I don't know. Maybe they can look to pick him up um, because you, you kind of have to. It, I don't know. Like I've been saying with the Nets, I think the moment they add def- defense on their team, it's a lock. Um, so. I don't know. Uh, who? Where would you like to see Jeff T go? I do like the Lakers. I uh, they were. I also heard reports about them being in on Kyle Lowry. I think um, right now they just got to stay afloat with the injuries they have. I heard Anthony Davis. I have him in fantasy. Unfortunately, um, I heard he's going to be a while. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure on LeBron's timetable. Uh, so as long as they can stay afloat for now. They'll be okay. Uh, they if they can sign someone here, someone there to tool like retool for that playoff run. I think they'll be good. Um, I the Nets again. I honestly a contender at this point. Just like to see him go somewhere where he can win and uh, be a, be a bench role, not have a whole lot of weight on his shoulders and just play. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, all right. So I think that's kind of it for trades. So all together. Yeah. Who do you think came out on top and who do you think came out on the bottom um, yesterday? I definitely think, as we stated before, the Bulls, they, they won the trade uh, trade deadline, mm-hmm. got a massive game in, uh, in Vucevic. Uh, they retooled. They got a couple other pieces here and there. They acquired an all-star to play with Zach Levine. I think that's definitely massive for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about who won? Um, I'm definitely going to say bulls but i also will put the nuggets up there with them um and possibly even the heat i think like i said the bulls kind of have that notch up in my eyes but again that's kind of from a name point of view um but at the same time uh vucevic is a i want to say top five 100 center in the league right now maybe even top three top uh no Four or five, yeah, in that region, yeah, yeah. If you're, yeah, 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 top five. I forgot about Gobert, uh, Rudy Gobert. So, yeah, I, I'm gonna say top five, but still, he's incredible. His points are gonna take a hit, but you know, also, they might not. He can work in the paint, and guess what happens when you're gonna go to double him in the paint? Um, you're kicking it out to Zach Levine for a good looking three. You can space the floor. Zach Levine can look to drive more because he's got a center that's knocking down threes at, I think he's shooting 40% from three right now. So, um, but again, the Nuggets have turned their team from good to just better um, with their depth. And same with the Miami Heat. They've turned a good team just a little bit better. So I think Bulls, I think one... But you also have to give a huge shout out to the Nuggets and the Heat. Now, I uh, I want to touch on the Heat real quick because 
the Spurs bought out LaMarcus Aldridge and he's expected to sign with the Miami Heat. So I think that is another massive, massive piece for the uh, the Heat. They get another guy who could play the four if they decide to go with a bigger lineup. I think that would be another great piece for the Heat to pick up in another in a championship run. Yeah. Um, do uh, yeah. I like. I don't know. I I want to agree with that, but I want to disagree. I think with how Lamarcus is, you know, he's getting old. Um, True. He's slow. He is a slow man, but he's offensively he's really good. You give him the ball in the mid range, and he's knocking that thing down. Um, do I think the Heat will pick him up? Possibly. Do I think the Heat should pick him up? No. You know? No, he doesn't. At the same time, like he could be good for the team, but he doesn't really fit what the Heat are doing. Yeah. Heat are, Heat are a young team who can run, uh, run the floor and space the floor. And yeah, I guess Aldridge doesn't really do that a ton. Uh, from a name-wise, I guess, yeah, he's there. He's He used to be a big name. I guess he's fallen off a little bit now. But if he does sign there, which I guess I've seen is expected, um, I don't really know what to what to expect. He, he could be great for the team, though. Yeah, I don't think that he would make the team worse, but I don't know how much. Yeah, I don't know how much better he would make that team. Um, but I also don't know what kind of team wants Lamarcus with how the league is developing. We're kind of shifting to young and athletic shooters, you know. Yep. So I don't know. He, but again, everyone now loves to see a big man who can shoot the ball and he can do that. So, you know, maybe, maybe I'm undervaluing him, but that's my opinion on it. Um, and we also have Andre Drummond. What? Yes, he was today. What are your thoughts on this guy? I think now I, I just can't believe to start. I can't believe that the, the Cavs benched him for as long as they did. When was the last time this guy played basketball? I have him in fantasy, and he's just been sitting on the bench for months. He's, like, yeah. the poor guy touched the court in a real game. So I'm, uh, I'm hearing the possibilities, Lakers, Nets, even the Knicks are mm-hmm. a possibility for Drummond. Um, I don't hate any of those options. I think... If the Nets were able to get another Blake, Blake Griffin discount on him and pick him up, that's massive for them. He doesn't have to score the ball for the uh, for the Nets at all. Just get rebounds, play good on defense, and that'd be good for them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I have it here. Um, rumored. Um, on, I follow JP Basketball on Instagram, so this is where I'm getting my information from. Andre Drummond will listen to free agency pitches from the Lakers, Celtics, Knicks, Clippers, and the Hornets. So... I don't no see the, I don't see the Nets in there anymore. Wow. I was very shocked, but again, Andre Drummond, uh, I think he knows what he's capable of, and I think he wants that money. So That's true. I don't think he'll be going to the Nets, but I, I also don't know if he'll be going to the Lakers because, I mean, I guess yeah, you start him at center, run AD at power forward. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big lineup to be running. Yeah. Against some of these, if you were to run into a team like, say, the Heat, who plays a small ball type of type of game, mm-hmm. that'd be tough. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. 
Yeah, because like you, well, when DeMarcus was kind of in his prime with uh, Anthony Davis, you saw how dominant teams can be with two really solid big men on yeah. the team. Yeah. So personally, I'd like to see him, honestly, I want to see him go to the Clippers. I okay. think that would be, as a fan of basketball, I don't really have a number one team, as sad as it is to say. I I love the game more than anything um personally it's it's hard for me to stick to a team so i don't really claim that i have a favorite team but i can watch a basketball game and i'll root for a certain team but i think if he goes to the clippers now you have paul george Kawhi, and andre drummond like you also have Serge Ibaka running power forward you have rondo off the bench um maybe even starting as their point guard like Personally, I see that as they could possibly win a championship. Oh, for sure. That's a massive contender in the West if they were able to pick up Drummond. And that's why I like it so much because it just adds that, you know, it's it's that more it's more exciting. Um Yes. Be, you know, it's not just oh Nets Lakers, you know. Like you yeah, have yeah. the Nets, you have the Lakers, you have the Nuggets, and the Jazz are still up there, you have the Heat, and then if you add Andre Drummond, the Clippers are high up there, but if he isn't going to go to a contender team, I want to see him with the Hornets. I would like that as well. Um, I just think especially, I mean, LaMelo, as sad as it is, looks like he's going to be out rest of the season. But can you imagine LaMelo in a Drummond connection? <laughs> that oh, would be fun. It, be so much fun. And Andre Drummond's young. He yeah. is, like, I don't think he's older than 25, is he? Um, I'll look it up real quick. I'm not, I don't think he's, uh, he, he's, I, I think I'm at 27, but I'm not sure. I, I think he's one of those guys who just looks old, but yes, yes. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's young. 27. Yeah, that's right, 27. Okay. So 27, that's uh, still young. He's got a, lot, a lot of prime left. Yes, he does. And so man, he's not like super, super athletic, big. He, he's got a lot of prime left. Mm-hmm. And he has developed his shot a little bit. Um, yeah, I've seen those videos in the gym trying to shoot the three. Yeah, you know, he's made a couple in-game with the Cavs. So, I don't know. I think that would be a great fit um, with Miles Bridges. You have LaMelo. You have so many guards on that Hornets team to space the floor for you. And Gordon Hayward. I think if you add him, you know, that's a... I think they're automatically locked for the playoffs, honestly. But I like that. Um, I would also love to see him on the Knicks. Okay. Just as kind of luring people in. You know, you're you're baiting people at this point. If you run yeah. Julius Randle at power forward, you have Drummond at center, then you have RJ Barrett. You know, now all they need is a, a point guard. If you have yeah, a point that is, that's extremely enticing. If you're an elite point guard, you see Julius Randle, the way he's been playing, and Andre Drummond, a dominant center, mm-hmm. that's a great landing spot. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would be perfect. Um, so that's that. Those are So those are my thoughts for this uh, NBA trade deadline of 2021. Um, overall, I'm going to give this trade deadline uh, a, a 6 out of 10. It was pretty exciting. Um, not a lot of big names, but a big name and some pretty pretty good guys so uh what do you have to say yeah i agree with you i'd even give it a seven mm-hmm. uh, i saw a stat 
uh, this was the busiest trade deadline in 35 years, most wow. trades. Um, so, like, I, I give it a, I give it a seven. I think you're giving a elite level all star talent in Vucevic being traded, mm-hmm. and then you got solid guys, Aaron Gordon, Victor Oladipo, like some good names also being traded as well. I really exciting day. Yeah. So. I just want to say thank you for coming out. I think that's going to wrap it up for uh, today's episode. I just want to say thank you to Zach for coming on. Um, You know, it's always great to have a guest come on and talk and see your opinions on it. So anything you want to say? Uh, No, thanks for having me on, Derek. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, no problem. And hopefully we see Zach again. But uh, other than that, yeah, um, everything's going well. I don't know when the next episode will be out. Um, there's not a lot now that the trade deadline has passed, the NBA is kind of going to become a little more quiet, but I'll probably have a shorter episode just touching base on how these teams are currently doing with their new players. Other than that, I think that's all I've got. So hopefully I'll catch you guys in the next episode. See ya.